You are the horse. Drink the water. Sometimes, when you think you're taking the horse to the water, you're actually the dehydrated and confused horse that hasn't been drinking the waters of acceptance. Learn that fast and you'll realize you're the only horse that needs to make sure they're drinking the water. Then you'll be able to accept the horses that aren't willing to do what it takes to quench their thirst or worse, save their own lives. Aaron Hill. Thanks, Akia. <laughs> so I just read you my Facebook uh, post. I just put this up about maybe 10 minutes ago. Today is Friday, July 12th. One day before my baby girl, Aria's birthday. She's the big one too, y'all. If you didn't get a chance, check out the uh, conversation right after this podcast or before. <laughs> I don't even know which way to speak because I haven't put... Actually, no, I did. I posted it yesterday. So it's right before this podcast. Listen to that. It's uh, it's called Aria Joins the Podcast. It's the first time she jumped on and we had a great and fun conversation. Uh, but anyway, what inspired this uh, quote that I just put up or this you know piece on Facebook is I've been having uh, some very good and real conversations with my father um, since I moved back with him recently. And it's been a really good time. Like, this is a chess move in life. And by chess move, I mean, you know, you can can play chess, which you all will be able to really see soon, or see really soon. I should have said it that way. (laughs) You'll be able to see see it real soon that uh, my father and I will be playing chess and I'm actually going to start a video series where we're just playing chess and learning life together. So anyway, with that being said, um, been having conversations and this is a chess move in life. And I say chess versus checkers, because sometimes in life you can just, you know, the, to get where you're trying to go, you can just try to leap from one place to the other. And then sometimes you can move strategically in a different way. Um, and chess is, I guess you could say, I kind of just feel like it's a game that's more about strategy where you may make a move that doesn't look like a move forward, but you know, you're thinking about the macro picture and you're thinking two, three, four steps ahead. So that's where this is. So anyway, I'm headed to the gym. So you guys are going to hear me driving and trying to find my way. Um, let's see. I'm about to join a new gym. All right, so I think I know where it is. So we have, uh, you know, we have been having really good conversations and some really important conversations for me because I'm at the place right now in life at 37 where I I have, I guess you can say I feel like I'm at the, hopefully not the halfway point, <laughs> but from the, from the pers- from perspective, I kind of feel like I'm at a, a particular kind of halfway point. And what I mean is, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, even though I still act like a kid at times and I still see myself as as a kid. Um, But I'm clearly not a kid anymore. And, but I'm not over the hill, as they would say. Um, I have a lot of experience behind me in education. I'm also still young enough to still be hungry and seeking out information. If there's one thing I'm clear about is that I am a student and I'm definitely a student of many things of life. So I'm really enjoying that time. And right now it's, it's, there's a lot of realizations coming to mind when I look at 
my future and what I want out of life and my plans and what I like to think about a lot, which is legacy. And then I reflect on my parents and their vision and version and perspectives of life and their idea of legacy. And I see where the differences are. You know, I see where I'm an evolution of my parents, if you will. And I don't say that, you know, in any kind of derogatory way. Or actually say it just in a natural way that we all, you know, know well and can attest to every day. Which is that things grow and evolve and change. And uh, evolution is about adaptation to the next level. You know, and with us as human beings, we become smarter, more depthful, you know, it's evolution. I expect Arya to have bigger dreams than I do, as well as Tano, Meili, <laughs> Jordan, and everybody else, all the other kids in the world, all the other future generations, you know. So anyway, with that, we've been having some really good conversations, and there's some things that I've seen with my father that I have opinions about. Um, my father is an absolute great guy. One of the greatest people I know will give you the shirt off of his back. <laughs> One of the things that's so funny about my father is, uh, and, and this is in his kindness. I, I think I get like a double scoop of kindness from mom and dad because they both are really, really kind individuals. And uh, one of the things that trips me out about my father is that he's so kind that in the neighborhood that he lives in, you know, he's allowed his his neighbors doing, you know, do them a favor by allowing them to borrow different things and that kind of thing. <laughs> and some people have returned things and some haven't. <laughs> and so my father's been fortunate over the years to have in order to give. So, you know, it was never a problem from that perspective. But off of principle is kind of funny. So, you know, his way of complaining about it is not really deeply... It's complaining, but at the same time, at the end of the day, he really doesn't care that much. It's actually something that I really appreciate about my father. Continue on Pressman Street, and so, three um, quarters of a mile. And so with... <laughs> but he'll, you know, tell me about all the things that are over other people's houses. Like, like from his entire pot set <laughs> to his ladder and all his tools, just all kinds of stuff. The other day, we, I was laughing because he was telling me a story about someone who he allowed to borrow something, and then he just wanted to borrow it back <laughs> to use it for something, and he was having a hard time even borrowing his own stuff back. Comical. And again, what makes it comical is that he's not attached, and that that is what brings me to my point. Um, because while there are a lot of things that he isn't attached about, there are a few, like how we all have that he is attached about, and you know, um, I feel like there's some places where I see life in a particular way as far as taking responsibility around things that's different from how my father sees it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I guess the reason why it's so deep for me is because in a nutshell, when I look at how I turned out, whether it be my habits or my personality or whether it be my know-how you know or lack thereof you know I look at the breeding ground you know with my community and my parents and that kind of thing and so some of the things that I recognize about me that I want to change for the future for myself as well as for my family something you know things that I think will really benefit um yeah they're different than my parents 
you know so it's that realization and it's realizing also like right now in life that there are a number of things that I would want for my children at this point that's not in place for me you know and so it's an interesting dynamic the best way I've described it to uh, friends of mine is that it's like traveling like right now I'm driving and I related to it I related to like driving a vehicle but the vehicle that you're driving you're building it like under you while you're driving (laughs) and you can't stop to build it you just have to build it while you need it to drive you know so it's like slapping you know four tires on a a board or or a big piece of metal (laughs) you know and just pushing that forward and that starts to roll but of course it's just a a metal plate with wheels on the bottom so you need brakes you need steering you need all kinds of things but it hasn't been supplied for you and so you have to, but you have the tools. It's just a matter of juggling the fact that you need to be driving because you're crashing into things or you're possibly in danger or you need to know some things in advance and you're learning them while you need to apply them. That's how I feel like, you know, where my life is at this point. And so, you know, it's a place of total acceptance, like, I couldn't have more acceptance about that, you know, at this point. And now it's just the process of really digging in my... 600 feet, turn right on Truett Hill Avenue. It's, uh, it's the process of digging my heels in, you know, which is what I've been doing and that I'm intentionally and actively doing right now, you know, in my life. So, but that brings me to the Facebook post and then I'm done. <laughs> um, you know, right we're, we're having conversations now and we kind of had a conversation uh this morning that uh turned into a bit of a bit of a disagreement with the neighbor and what i was able to see at this point and it's because i've seen it in my own self you know i've seen it in others and i'm it's something i've worked on for a while i was able to see dismissiveness in the moment you know but a lack of awareness of it and i was able to see the your destination will be on the left the inability the inability to take uh, responsibility for one's part in a situation, especially when it starts to go chaotic or get out of hand or, or be misconstrued or, you know, have some dissonance and that kind of thing. Um, and then lastly, the inability to hear another person's perspective. Another person's perspective in the moment, and I think even more importantly than that, because this is this is a biggie that I realize a lot of us struggle with. We have this idea, and it's it's a it's kind of wrapped up in my view of the world at large. We have this idea in many ways that the only way that I can be right in an equation about how I see things or how I view things or how I interpret or how what things mean to me. The only way I can be right is if you are absolutely wrong and then vice versa. If I'm wrong, if we're saying that I'm wrong, then that means that we're saying that you are totally right and along with right goes victory and I told you so and I mean all kinds of other things. But many times we don't have the ability to kind of stand in a place together and just say, you know, 
we either both could be right, we could be both wrong, or at the very least, it might not even be a matter of who's right and who's wrong. It might just be a matter of these are our different perspectives, our opinions, like our subjective opinion, opinions. And you, you guys ever notice that, you know, think about it, you know, we argue about a lot of things that are purely subjective, but we argue them as if there's like a right way to look at them. There's a right definition of them or a right way to see it. And sometimes we do this in the midst of conversations that we know we're talking about subjective um, subjects and ideas. It's very interesting. But to me, in my like side side of the road study of psychology, you know, just I'm a student of psychology, even though I've never gone to school for it. What I really see, you know, going on is that we just have an investment in something because either our whole worldview relies on it or our confidence or our, you know, ability to feel um, respected, like whatever. It can be all kinds of things linked to it. But we make that kind of black and white A and B, either I'm right and you're wrong or, you know, you're right and I'm wrong kind of thing. So in seeing that, you know, it brought me to that Facebook post, which is it's a really splitting hair kind of thing. It's a splitting hair kind of thing as far as this horse and taking the horse to the water. You should speak up, you know, you should when you see people that are doing something that you're clear about, you should be able to speak up. You should offer things to people. You should try to get people to open their minds and, you know, be open to new things or seeing new ways. You should. It's important. The only way that anybody has been successful at doing that is they had to have a moment of being open. So you might just reach someone at that point. But then you also need to know at the same time when it's it's a losing battle, like it doesn't matter what you say. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you say. This person has such a deep investment that this isn't about even like whether what you're saying is actually true or not. There's another point to be made here. And you have to understand that, too, so that you aren't the horse that needs to be drinking the water. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, we think we're leading people to the water and and, you know, and not understanding why they aren't drinking. And they have been very clear with us that they aren't interested. First of all, that they aren't thirsty. They aren't even looking for water. And you're like, yeah, but you're dehydrated. And they're either like, yeah, I know and I don't care. And you're like, well, you should care. Or they're like, I didn't know that, (laughs) you know, and now that you told me that I still don't care. Or they're like, I didn't know that and I care. But when they're in a place of I know and I don't care or I don't I didn't know that and I still don't care. You can't make them care. You know, you can't make them care. And so when it crosses the point where they've given you enough of a sign and this could be with a person or this could be a situation like this could be you hammering your head away at some career path that just like you want it to be that you're trying to force it to be that when it's not that, you know, at some point when a person lets you know that they aren't interested in drinking the water, the problem is that you're not drinking the water of acceptance of that. 
So yeah, check yourself, horse. <laughs> and that's to me, <laughs> you know, that's to me as and as a bit of my corny, silly humor. I get that from my mom, by the way. My mom is uh is is, is corny like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love it. So yeah, we're the horses. So let's just drink, and then know really when it's that somebody is wanting a taste. I had a. Last thing, and then I'll go. I had a um, an experience yesterday with a with my chiropractor, who I hope to be able to talk to more personally. Um, and it was a moment where it seemed to me like he was there was something I was trying to talk to him about for their business in general, um, but also anybody you know who's interested in legacy and I mean and doing all that they can to achieve their legacy. And I could see, and I was—I guess I could say this: like his struggles with was with the internet itself, like as a monster, you know, as a like he said, you know, I see the internet itself as the devil. So I get that; I understand that perspective. But I felt like I also saw another side too, which was the desire to for that not to be his bottom line. I also can felt like I could see that even as he knew that that's how he felt he didn't want it to be that he wanted to be open possibly to another way of looking at it because he said a few things that led me to that you know even when even in his admitting that he knows at the end of the day it probably would be better to you know have some presence online or just or just not not even have a presence just not even have the perspective that he was having you know that the internet the whole internet was just a devil <laughs> um, and I could see him wanting to break through that. And that was without me pushing. Because at that point, I I wasn't trying to push. I just wanted to just, you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm interested in actually just having a conversation. But I let it be. So in that case, I could say, you know, I'd be justified in continuing to offer to him my thoughts. But there are other cases where people are clear to you that they are not thirsty. So drink the waters, my friend, as Bruce Lee would say. Let's be like, let's be water. <laughs> let me know, let me know what you guys think. Curious and uh, to uh, bring you the next iteration of this. Um, I'm debating. I hope to bring you a conversation of my father and I talking. I'm probably gonna check with him and see if he's cool with that. And uh, can't wait. It's probably the deepest conversation I've ever had in my life. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>